0: If you're hearing this in mid January 2023, Jamak just announced what she's working on and her startup's name, which is Next Data. It's gotten a bit of a sneak peek and it's pretty exciting. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Shamak Degani who's the founder of the Data Mesh concept and is sponsored by her her company, her startup Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Shamak's view of the now and the future of data mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the in the future? And what is her ideal Picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out. Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the data mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and exciting. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode. So you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Wrap up another recording of Jamax Corner talking about how do we actually start to look to build data products in a post-pipeline, you know, data type of world. Data tools right now are kind of duct taped to each other and duct tape to the pipeline. How do we rethink starting from the end product, you know, that mesh data product, and hook the tools to that actual data product kind of container? To make interacting with it, you know, better, e- easier, more scalable, more useful. Again, that container of data and meaning wrapped into one is the starting point. Instead of the tools trying to add back the meaning after you've put the data itself, the ones and the zeros through the pipeline, you know, trying to layer things back on instead of keep it all together and then adding kind of the uh, additional tooling that's going to make it useful to the, the side of it instead of kind of mix it all together and, and kind of create a morass that doesn't work that well. And how, if you build a system that truly focuses on intentionality and responsibility that people can see, it creates trust, right? Away with the data black box. And with that, onto the episode. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shmak Degani. So we've been talking about these, these trust challenges and like how nobody can really trust each other in, in a lot of different ways. And kind of for good reason, historically, we've seen why you can't trust each other. Yeah. Um, people have always gotten bad data and all, all this different stuff. So, you know, and abru um, uh, Kusin, who's on I, her episode won't, won't have come out by this point, but um, we were talking about like that there are all these little tools and all these little things in between, and you have to hand off all of these things. And so everybody is super hyper-specialized how, and so everything gets handed off and handed off and handed off. And you keep, you know, you're playing telephone, your purple monkey dishwasher. If anybody doesn't know that, that reference to go ahead and, and search it on the internet. But like, how do you think we should be tackling this? I know you're, I know you're interested in this space specifically because you said like, this is why you're, you know, you you spun out, you left ThoughtWorks was to create something to make something like data mesh actually viable. So I'd yeah. love to hear kind of your thoughts there.
1: Yeah, I I thought about this a lot, and in fact, for a while I sat back and didn't quite sit back, but I watched. I watched how industry is going to enable data mesh. Um, maybe I share first the things that are happening, which I don't think lead to creating an ecosystem that allows us to distributedly share analytical data at scale. One thing that happened was this layer of metadata smeared over whatever we were doing before, right? A lot of the big vendors, and it's, you know, it's okay. There's no criticism. Like they, they looked at data mesh on, sur- on the surface, like the words like domains and teams and, And they went, okay, how can I smear some metadata over all of these data storage technologies and then call it the day, call it this is a data product because this piece of data now I have associated with a team, with a domain, and put some metadata around it and slap the console in front of the users and say, this is the view of your mesh, right? And I don't think that that is going to solve the problem because we'll still do pipelines, we'll still do shoveling data around... We still have stale data. We will still have lack of contracts, lack of APIs, lack of um, control by the by the owners in in a way. So um, that is happening. What what is not happening? Oh, and then the other part of it, as you mentioned, is that we're still operating under the pipelining operating model, right? Uh, so then all of these little tools. how do they hang off? Like, what is the skeleton around which they they hook their little piece of technology and offering to? The skeleton still is a pipeline from source, transform, copy around, put in storage, layer with governance, layer with metadata, layer with access, and then you get data. So the tools are organizing themselves that way. Um, What is missing is codification of this mesh topology is the codification of a data product. What is the skeleton? And skeleton has to be open in a way so that tools can hang off to it, that we say there is a way to go from nothing to a independent data product, you know, as we defined it in our earlier conversation, that it has all the pieces that it needs for a domain-oriented data to be usable, to be trustworthy, to be resilient, um so we have to codify that what that data product is, what's that a skeleton of these, and provide a set of tooling for its creation and its management and its operation. And once we have that, then we can come and say, look, oh, we have we need to have a way of these data, these very I guess bare bone primitive data products to now have um, observability on top of it, now have this governance on top of it. And now the tools can come in a more collaborative way in this mesh topology work work together. So the tools, the way they collaborate right now is still fairly duct taped around the, the, the pipeline. And that's part of what we're working on is that codification of the data product as a container system, uh, an operating system that runs those and creates those uh, and be very careful not to try to <laughs> boil the ocean, but you know, st- start with what is the bare minimum skeleton that gives us that abstraction of the data product right from the moment of creation of data, not further downstream, bottom up, um, and then work on the APIs and surface of this contract for different types of access, Access to discoverability information, access to the data information, access to policies, and then work with partners and an ecosystem, and open open that up and and give that to you know the community and the market to bring in their strengths. If if a company is observability, okay, they bring their piece to it. But fundamentally, we're trying to um, first and foremost just codify. What data product is and give the tooling to developers to build them, manage them, discover them, and run them?
0: And when you codify could actually mean two different things here, right? Because it could mean in code and it could be like clearly defined. Are you is it that you're actually using it to mean both? Or do you mean like to make this much more kind of in in actual, like, you know, coded language versus yes. You know, hey, we're we're going to actually make this very explicit. Which, or or you mean, or do you mean both? both?
1: (laughs) Yes, both. First, you have to make it explicit, and then you have to turn it into, you know, an interface that a developer can um, configure and define, and build the machine and system behind it to understand it and manifest it and build time at runtime. So that's that's the first piece we're working on, but we um we are also providing the very very basic set of capabilities that this codified data product need to provide to be actually useful to anyone right um so the analytical data apis the discoverability and a place to hook policies as code too and uh, not that we're definitely going to be the policy agent but at least have a way for policy agents can plug into um, these nodes and these data products and be able to define policy as code locally, uh, enforce them locally um, at a, at a, uh, as a starting point. So there's a little bit of meat around the skeleton, so mostly is the skeleton and a little bit of a meat around the skeleton to make it uh, to demonstrate, in fact how you use it and for early adopters to deliver value to them.
0: Well, and I think you, you talked about this is plug and play, right? This is enabling, developers of, of data products to feel like they're developers on the operational plane side where things just work together and you don't have to write custom integration code. And when you think about an anti-corruption layer, it's not between your freaking tools. Your anti-corruption layer is between your services. So you do that. But in data, you're often having to, to do it at the actual physical like interaction layer. And it just makes this stuff so difficult. And you have you know, you, like you talked about, there's multi, multi. Uh, I think there's like five or six different ones that are basically connector businesses yeah. that are worth a billion dollars. Like there's, there's many of these companies that are just connectors between A and B versus why aren't we just making this so that they do connect to each other? And, and you know, some of this is vendors trying to do proprietary stuff and, and like lock you in. And it's just like is when you think about that trust, is it that you're trying to build the trust internally so everybody can trust each other? Are you trying to build the trust as the, 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 the person who's enabling this? like is it just like how, how are you thinking about what's the most important aspect? Yeah of I that? think the
1: most important aspect is responsible data sharing. if you if you build a system that builds responsibility in, then the trust comes with that. Uh, if you build intentionality and responsibility into every piece that you produce, and in this case is every single data product, um, I think that's the foundation for trust.
0: And I think that's a, a perfect place to wrap up. So thank you again so much for another amazing uh, JMax Corner.
1: Thank you, Scott, for the conversation.
0: So thanks again to JMax. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others, and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat, data mesh, or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources, and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.